Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And I'm Joe. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us, Joe from Magic with Joe. We are so excited to share this interview with you where we are unpacking her love for Disney, her online content, and so much more. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Have you, Joe? Welcome. Thank you, guys. What a pro! That intro. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we I, we like to kind of like figure out what exactly we're gonna say because if I don't have it like written down for these intros, I feel like I'm just like la 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 la. It's me. I'm Court, and I'm here, and I don't really know what I'm talking about. So, nailing down those intros has definitely been part of the growing process with this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. She Thank kills you. it every time. We're officially 50-ish episodes deep, so we've been doing this a little bit now. So we're trying to trying to get the hang of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're 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 getting there. We're getting there for sure. But Joe, we are so excited to have you with us today. Welcome to the Castle Chat family. It's so good to have you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Of course, of course. Now, um, the listeners, we want you guys to know if you haven't listened to an interview episode before, basically how this is going to work. We have sent Joe some questions ahead of time that she's had a chance to look at that we're going to go through. We're going to talk to you about her, um, her content, her Disney life, her um, just everything that she enjoys. And we'll go through those questions. And then we also have some fun off the cuff questions that we didn't send Joe that were about her, maybe about her Disney favorites. So we, um, We'll be wrapping up our conversation with some of those. But the point of this time together is for you guys to get to know people within the Disney community so we can continue to grow together and you guys can learn about maybe new people that you don't follow on Instagram or on social media. So um, we love these episodes. They're super fun. We love connecting with everybody. So that's kind of a rundown of what to expect. Right, Kate? Yeah, definitely. I think we should just go ahead and jump in and kick it off with Joe. Why don't you tell the people about who you are? Tell us about yourself. Okay, awesome. Um, well, not many people know that I'm actually from Chile, which is a country in South America. <laughs> Sometimes I have to explain it. <laughs> it's a long, thin country all the way down in South America. So um, my first language is actually Spanish. Um, and I actually started out um, in the Disney community back in 2020 when we were in the pandemic. Um, I've always loved Disney. I've been to Disney like I don't know maybe 15 times with my family since I was a kid um, and then uh, I started going with uh, my friends and my family uh, as I as I got all older and uh, in 2020 when the pandemic hit I was just desperate to do something and I started finding like this amazing accounts of small creators that were just taking pictures inside their houses and creating Disney content. I, I thought, okay, this sounds fun. Let me try it out. 
Um, so I started actually posting Spanish and English content first, but then I started noticing like most of the Disney community uh, is from Orlando or uh, Los Angeles or the United States in general. So I just started posting both uh, bilingual content. And yeah, I, I don't know, I had the most fun ever. I remember being on Zoom uh, meetings with other Disney people during the pandemic. And we used to play like trivia games um, and get to know each other. And, and I feel like it was a nice moment to start out in the Disney community because we were all tied like with the same like reasons, like no one could go to the parks. We were all doing like, we're all together in this uh, sad moment for our, our, I don't know, for the world. But um, I don't know, I felt like I had so much in common with people that maybe I wouldn't have that much in common if it weren't for the Disney community and also being like stuck at home, but getting creative and I don't know, getting inspiration from what we love the most, which is Disney. So yeah, that's a little bit of how I started and about me. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, how crazy and amazing is it that we can be sitting here countries apart and not have any reason truly to connect outside of our love for Disney and being able to sit here and have this conversation with you, meet you through a computer, hopefully leads to meeting you in person whenever you get back to the parks, things like that are just always so incredible to me how something that at times can be toxic, social media can be toxic and be a negative impact for people mentally, but also when we go through seasons like we did with the pandemic where we can't see each other face to face we can't go to the parks and experience things that we love together things like posting stuff on instagram can bring people all over the world into a community yeah definitely for sure and i've been lucky enough to meet some people through disney community in person i hope i get to meet you to meet you guys someday um but yes it's been amazing yeah, we saw you were just hanging out with our girl Erica recently. Oh, we yes. Shout we, out to Erica. We love you, Erica. Oh my gosh, we do love you, Erica. You are our gal pal. Um, we actually we were both in Disney back in when was it September? And I think our trip when we went like over. I think you flew in the day we left because I was looking at your Instagram story and I was like, oh my gosh, we just missed Joe like by like a day. And then I got back and I was in my Disney depression mode where I was like, I can't. I just want to be back. And I just sat. I was watching your stories and I was like, I am living vicariously through her journey at down her Disney trip right now and your Universal part of that trip too. I mean, it was so fun getting to to watch that as soon as as we got back but we were sad too we we're like oh but we just barely missed her so <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to time that out a little bit better next time for sure talking about your account and how you created it during the pandemic and, and also how you mentioned that you've been to disney quite a few times you grew up kind of around the disney community would you say that your love for disney was birthed through being brought to the parks or was it in a different way like how would you explain how your love for disney came to be okay so um my my mom always played disney movies for me in english so i basically learned english by watching Disney movies. No way. Um, yeah, yeah. She she was like, I was like, mom, I can't understand what they're saying. She was like, I don't care. You're going to learn. So just watch them. And just by looking at their actions and what they were doing, I could figure out what they were saying. So first of all, Disney taught me English first. <laughs> and then second, um, 
I've, as, as I told you before, I've, I've been with my family since I was, I don't know, maybe four years old. And like my first childhood memories are from Disney, like with my, with my family. Um, and I always just remember feeling like this um, peace, like, I don't know, like pure happiness when I step, when I step inside of a Disney park. It's just like I'm home. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. But it's like the place where I can just be myself. And I stopped going with my family when, well, my parents are divorced. And when they divorced, we stopped going as a family. And then later I started working, I made my own money. So I was able to pay for my own trips. And when I started going as an adult, I was like, oh my God, I have the same feeling I used to get when I was a kid. And this is awesome. Like I need to, I need to keep this going. Like I want to come every year and I want to feel this. And I know some people say like, oh, that's an expensive way, like uh, an expensive therapy, you know, like Disney therapy is an expensive therapy. Yes, but I mean, I posted a reel about this the other day, but it's what really makes me happy. You know, it's like what keeps my inner child like truly happy. And I will always keep going. If I have the means to go, I will always try to go. And I, and I would like to um, maybe teach my kids my love for Disney and obviously make let them make their own decision when they're older but i would love to like have a disney family when i'm when i'm older so yeah i think it started when i was little and it's like the feeling of being home that made me love disney since i was very young that is so amazing and i absolutely relate to your story in that way because i grew up i grew up in england so when I visited, I visited Disney a lot as a kid and it was such a treat to be an international visitor into Walt Disney World. Obviously, I feel very privileged to now live in the U.S. and be able to visit a lot more frequently now because it's more accessible to me. But I remember being a kid and being like and flying internationally to go to a Walt Disney World park. It just the magic was so special because it felt like, oh my gosh, we're going so far away to to go experience this. So I relate in that sense too with you being international and um, that's what my upbringing was as well. So I love that, I love that. Yeah, I saw um, a reel, I think that you did, I don't know how recent it was, but with your mom where you guys are talking about treating yourselves and it's just you and your mom enjoying Disney together and I love that so much that it's still something that she instilled in you young, but you can continue to enjoy it together through so many different seasons of life and be an adult and take yourself, but also still be able to go with your mom and touched on a little bit of nostalgia and remember how this love that you have for Disney began with her putting it in front of you. Beautiful. Yes, exactly. That's that's exactly what happens every time I go. Like especially with my mom, I've I've been lucky enough to be to visit Disney with my mom uh the last 2 years. I went to on 2021 and then this year again. And it's the best feeling ever. Like she gets me, she, uh, we understand each other. We get like the, the love for it. So it's, it's amazing. It's the best. Would you say that um, Disney or a general love of Disney is something that's common in Chile? Is it something that you feel like is unique to you and where you grow up and where you live currently? Or is it something that a lot of people in the country that you live in and how you grew up at Disney movies and everything is, is as common there as it is in the US? That's a good question. I would say um, when I first started out, I thought it was like, 
I was like the crazy one, like the obsessed one. <laughs> but as my account started growing, um, other Chilean creators started like creating their accounts, uh, started growing as well. And yeah, I've made a lot of friends that share the like the Disney obsession. Uh, and I would say that Disney is popular here in Chile, like mainly for their movies and the stories, but not the park so much, especially because it's such a privilege to travel all the way to another country. So it's not as, um, it's not like a, your typical trip, you know, it's all the way down in South America, like I said, and it's a very long trip. So I don't think many people have been fortunate, uh, like I've been think thankfully to visit um, the States as much as I have, but I would say that yes, Chile like has a big love for Disney for the, for the stories and everything. But, uh, Recently, we've been able to travel more, like the country has been growing and I think that has also made more people love the Disney parks and I've met new people, Chilean people that are like, oh my God, I love your account, like I love Disney parks too and I don't feel like such a weirdo, like, like let's be friends and it's like instant friends. So yes, I would say that yes, it's growing, like it's every time it gets bigger and bigger yes that's so cool i love that how long is your flight when you're going to walt disney world oh um if it's like uh streets uh streets like santiago orlando it would be eight hours eight okay. and a half hours so yeah quite um, the trek to get there yeah but 100 yeah. percent worth it <laughs> yes yes have you ever been have you ever been to disneyland I haven't. That's on my bucket list. I would love to go next year, um, and maybe uh, I would like to like uh, visit the all the California like what do you call it the like all the beaches, mm -hmm. like yeah. the coastline. Go the down coastline. the coastline. Yes, mm -hmm. I would love to to visit all the coastline, the California coastline. Yes, and then visit Disneyland as well. Yeah, you gotta make you gotta make a whole California trip out of it for sure, especially if you're gonna be coming all that way, because that would be an even longer flight. So definitely gotta make your time there worth it. We have also we have not been to Disneyland, but it's on our bucket list as well. So we hope to make it out there in the in the near future. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so speaking of your your recent trip that you did take with your mom, what was your favorite memory from that trip? It looked like so much fun. Like I said earlier, I loved watching all of it on reels. Um so just being with my mom at the parks as two grown-ups, it was so much fun. Like I posted it on my stories, but I actually had my first drink at Disney on this trip with my mom. And it was pretty funny. Like we both ordered, like we started out with a beer in Animal Kingdom and then we were like, should we get some margaritas? And then we're like, okay, let's get some margaritas. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Um, that was something I had never experienced before and it was pretty funny to do it with my mom. Um, and then also, I I also got to visit the parks by myself because my mom is now older. She doesn't like to admit it, but she's older now, so she gets tired. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I need to just stay at the hotel, at the pool, and you can go to the parks. And thankfully, I've met some friends through the Disney community. So it's like, okay, I'm fine. I'll just meet up with some friends. and. I remember I went to Magic Kingdom with Genesis, which is also a good friend of mine from the Disney community. Um, and we just strolled around Magic Kingdom like with our coffee and listened to the music, people watched, rode like one or two rides and that's it. And that's like the perfect Disney day for me. Like just chill, taking the moment, 
people watch like that's the best eat some snacks and just chill at the parks that that's like my dream like that i would do that every weekend if i if i live closer <laughs> to disney like that's the best i i love those times at disney yeah i feel like that caitlin that's like very much like your type of perfect park day yeah with going to disney over and over again i get to this point in my mind where i think you've already mentioned it but just being so grateful to be there and taking it in and sometimes that just means walking around which i love to do i love to have a drink and a snack in hand and just stroll and be so in awe of the fact that I get to live this particular life that allows me to go to this magical place that some people just dream of going to. They never actually get to go to. And I have the fortune of being able to experience it. And um, I love having a coffee in hand. And just like you said, people watching, seeing which kids are having a magical moment made or maybe which family's having a meltdown in the corner. <laughs> but it's all entertaining. So I, I totally agree with that sentiment of a perfect Disney day just being getting on a couple of things but really just taking it in totally like I, I actually I love the rides I love writing everything but I remember on that specific day we, we were just like just just like wait until everyone leaves because at night Magic Kingdom really like empties out and we actually rode uh was it I think it was Big Thunder Mountain uh during enchantment so we got to watch the fireworks while riding big thunder and that was I, 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 a tear fell from my eye i was like oh my god this is beautiful that, <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is another, the dream <laughs> yeah that is another awesome memory from this last trip yeah oh i love it so does your mom help you take some of your amazing photos when she's on the trips with you is she your go-to gal or are you finding someone else in the park to like take your photo <laughs> oh my god no actually uh it was like she was like, I love you, but I can't with this. Like, I I'll try to help you, but I know this is not what you want. So I'm sorry, I just can't. And I was like, <laughs> you're fine, mom. It's okay. Like, thank you for trying, um, but you're right. <laughs> you're fine. So I just actually, I didn't take as many pictures as maybe I would have. I actually uh, brought my camera and I ended up not taking it to the parks because my mom was like, I can't figure this out. I'm just, I can't, I can't. So it was like, okay, <laughs> Too much. I'll, I'll just leave it in the hotel. And I, I was like taking uh, self-timer pics like on top of trash cans. I was like, mom, one sec. Uh, I just left my, <laughs> my phone in the trash can. I was like, okay, one, two, three, I'm done. Oh my gosh, I love that. Disney trash cans are the place to get those self-timer photos. The amount of times I have utilized a Disney trash can for that purpose. I mean, at least they're getting they're getting used above their ability, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. So one of your tips for taking pictures in the parks is clearly taking advantage of self-timer and trash cans. Do you have any other tips for people who see what you put up on your social media and say, gosh, I wish I could do that? Um, so for the parks, I would say, first of all, you need to have patience because you're never going to get the perfect shot because there's always people walking around. There's always going to be a cloud passing by that's going to make a weird shadow on your face. So just be patient first step. And then um, self-timer, if you don't have anyone to help you, and if you have an Apple Watch, this guy became my best friend because the the self-timer thing on, on, the, on the Apple Watch was actually really helpful. And then I would also say, like, have the picture in mind 
before placing your phone anywhere. And then uh, if you're taking self-timer pics, just shoot, 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 and move as much as you can because you're gonna get the shot. But don't like pose, stay there and take another pic. Like just move all the time and then you're gonna get the perfect shot. And then if you're with, if you're with someone else, I, uh, I always try to place the phone where I would like my picture to be. And then I make the person like model for me. <laughs> like, this is what I want you to take from me. And it usually works. Um, but yes, I would say just like have the picture in your mind, be patient and just move around. And I would say like, also uh, don't be shy. Like, I feel like many people get like, I don't know, like shy in front of people, like of making these poses or taking their pictures. And I always tell them like, it's okay. You're never going to see them again. And they don't care. Literally you're never. Pictures. You're never going to see them they're again. They're <laughs> just worried about where they're going to get their next snack, where, what rider they're going to get on. So no one is worried about you taking pictures. So just enjoy the time. Take all the pics that you need. And yeah, move around. Those would be my main tips. Do you have a favorite photo spot? Uh, well, it depends in which park. What about, okay, let me just think off the top of my head. Favorite photo spot in Hollywood Studios? Uh, I actually love Sunset Boulevard. I think it's like the cutest place and it has like so many corners, like every building itself, it's a photo spot. And I just discovered this trip that the lampposts have like a, a, like a rectangle that you can put your phone on and it's the perfect spot for a picture. It's the perfect spot. and. There you go. If you don't have a trash can, you have a lamppost. <laughs> yeah, the lamppost actually works because there's like many of them along the street. So yeah, that works perfectly. So Sunset Boulevard for sure at Hollywood Studios. And then I would say like uh, for the castle, which is also like the common picture that everyone wants. Uh, I would all, I would I always tell my friends like go behind the castle and try to get to the uh, to Cinderella's fountain like on the left side of the castle because that's there's no one there there's literally you you'll always find like maybe one couple taking pictures and then it's all for yourself and you get the prettiest pictures there yeah you got to find those secret spots because when you find them it's like okay this is a spot i'm always gonna stop at because i know i'm gonna get a bomb picture right here (laughs) yeah So we know that obviously we all love going to Disney. We love being in the parks, but we also are not Orlando locals. So we're not in the parks frequently or every week. So for you being so far away from the parks, how do you bring Disney into your everyday at home? Aside from obviously having your Instagram account. Um, So I actually love wearing Disney style. I'm like, I work as a teacher and I'm known as the Disney teacher at school because I always wear one of my shirts to school and I dress it up with a blazer or a jacket, but I always wear my Mickey shirts or whatever shirt I have. Um, So yeah, I would say Disney style is like the best way for me to like represent my love for Disney and also like feel uh, like I'm there without being there. Um, Yeah. And also when I'm home and I'm feeling like... uh, I'm feeling like the Disney blues. I like to um, watch YouTube videos. I like to watch a lot of vlogs of different um, creators that live at Orlando. And I just, I don't know. I just like imagine myself like I, I'm there. I, I I would drink some coffee, eat some popcorn and just think I'm there with them. 
I, I love I what's the name of they're really big family what's their name um, the team trackers the trackers yes yeah, yeah. those are th- those vlogs are my favorite like I feel like I'm there with them I love them they're so, yeah, so great style YouTube and then also music Disney music I I think uh, uh, like what do you call them the, like the Disney parks playlist like the, the ones that they play in the parks those are great if you're feeling like the Disney blues those are amazing yes I, I love putting on a good Tomorrowland loop just to help me get through the day <laughs> and I love your Disney style I want definitely want to touch on that I the other day you put out an amazing um post you look so edgy in your in your picture I, you're wearing like that little black like vest blazer thing with your Disney tee and your your like your leather ears and I was like pop off Joe you better go ahead you look so good in those photos and I just love how you really do take that Disney style and you're like I'm in Chile but here I am and I've got this really awesome photo and it really feels like you're just posted up right up some wall in Disney World you would never know so I think you do such a phenomenal job of bringing Disney into your own country and into your own world and and showing that through your your posts I think it's awesome and very inspiring people that that are um, far away from Disney and kind of want to step into that as well so definitely wanted to say fantastic job on those posts they're amazing thank you you're so sweet thank you yeah I I would say that Disney style posts are my favorite posts to share um because I get to really like think and okay how am I how am I gonna make this a little bit different what am I gonna add um so yeah those are my favorite uh that's my favorite kind of content to shoot for sure so thank you for for those nice things. One of my personal favorites that you've done is your Princess Diaries cover remake. I loved that. I honestly, when I first scrolled past it and saw it, I was like, oh, Princess Diaries. But then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is Joe. She did this herself. It was so good. And I think that that is something that draws people to your account and to the content that you post because the reality is the majority of people in this world do not live in the same city as a park. And so all of us are trying to find ways to be inspired by Disney, bring it home, and then use that inspiration to then turn it around and inspire others. And you do that so well through your page. So we commend you on being able to take those things that we love so much and just doing it yourself at home and posting it because it's what you love and it makes us love it that much more. We're like, dang, this girl's just chilling at home and she done remade the Princess Diaries poster and it looks exactly like it. That was so good. I loved that post as well. And we did like a we did like a Princess Diaries themed night at my bachelorette when we were just there in September. And then when I saw your post, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This goes well, so well together. You nailed it. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. The funny yes. thing about that post is actually the tiara is actually fake. Oh, my God. Secrets. <laughs> secrets I, I, I added it later on pixart like i just put on my headphones my sunglasses the shirt wasn't even a dress it was just a shirt <laughs> and then the tiara is fake oh my god oh my gosh i would never even know that the tiara is fake i'm trying to look at it right now oh my god it looks so real it literally that's, look at that it looks so real that's talent that is true talent if you don't have the tiara, just take the picture and then add it on Pixar. You got this. Wow, you're hearing all the secret tips and tricks here on this episode, listeners. 
I think that's one of the the key elements to people who find success within the content creation world is being able to step outside of a box and say, oh, I really want to create this photo, but I may not have all of the tools that you might think that you need to be able to create it. But then you think outside of the box and say, well, I can just Photoshop this in and it will be perfect and use your know-how of technology and again, just be creative and bring these things that just probably pop up in your brain to life without actually having to have all of the the pieces and parts present which is really cool yes definitely i always say that you don't need to spend big money like uh, if you want to create content you can just really create it you don't need the i always say this but i love the puffy dresses but you don't need to spend that much money on a puffy dress you can you can find your own dress i mean i don't know or you can like you said you can add things with pixar later or you can Disney bound with things that your mom had at home or that your sister had. You can, you don't need to spend money. Like with with even your phone, you don't need a big phone to take the pictures. You don't need a camera to take the pictures. You just you, you just need to go outside, think outside the box. And yeah, you don't need to spend money to be a content creator. And that's something that I feel like before you said like sometimes it can get a little bit toxic inside the Disney community and that's something that I've tried to talk about in my Instagram like I don't want others to feel like they need stuff to be part of the community like you don't need anything like you can be from Chile like me and don't own a tiara and take some <laughs> princess diaries pictures and they'll be awesome you don't need anything you just have to start so yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ch touch in on that a little bit no, I'm really glad you said that because it's so true. I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure in the social media world to have certain things or do certain things a certain way because there's the society pressure of making that happen. And truly, you don't. You know, you don't have to buy this or buy that. You can truly just think outside of the box, be creative, use your own resources, and have just as successful as an of an account as somebody who does. You know, there's nothing wrong with going and spending money on those things and, you know, um, I just think that there, like you said, there's other creative ways to go about it. And I'm really glad that you mentioned that because it's ins it's a good reminder and inspiration for people that may be feeling that pressure. Like, oh, I don't think I can have this type of account because I'm not, you know, equipped. But you are. You have everything you need around you. You just got to go for it. And you got to give it a shot and um, try it out, really. So I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yeah, disclaimer, I don't have anything against puffy dresses. I just always use that example. <laughs> totally I love understand. puffy dresses. I love them. I love them. We also love puffy dresses. and But we get it. The puffy dresses that I've seen online, I'm like, I'm not going to spend that much money on it. I'm going to go find me like an Amazon dupe or I'm going to go find something super cheap because I... I love the sulky dresses. I mean, but I'm like, I just can't do it. I'm too short. I'm always too short. It doesn't matter what it is. It, I'm just too short for a lot of the clothes. So <laughs> I, um, I love what you said, though. I think that it's important to remember that as much as it's easy to want to play a comparison game and take 
other people's accounts and say, oh, well, I can't do this or I don't have the means to do what this person does. It doesn't mean that what you bring to the table isn't valuable and your different perspective and different angle on how you love Disney is always something that is needed in the Disney community. I think that's the point of calling it a community is it's people sharing common passion and common love for this world that was dreamt up by a man years ago and now we have this whole kingdom around us whether it be parks or movies um, but just taking how it inspires you and simply allowing it to inspire you and just putting it on display for other people to see I think it can be intimidating for sure to put yourself out there like that but when you do um, it's important for us to continue to encourage everybody in the in the different way that they bring their love for Disney to the table and remember that each unique platform and page doesn't have to look like the next. I love that. So talking about like resources for content creators or just talking about content creators in general, I love that on your page you have the little highlight reel or a highlight little section that has like the the resources for, um, for content creators where you have different templates and different things that people can use. When I came across those, I was like, I love that she's like, here, this is what I'm using and like feel free to use it as well. It just shows your heart and your ability to help others grow in their accounts. And so I, I love that you have that section on your account and I've seen some of your templates floating around different creators using them and it's exciting to see like oh my gosh like that's something that Joe created and is like please feel free to use it so I love that you provide that I've I've never seen this page like as a competition I've always tried to make friends I've always tried to help other people grow I actually when I first started I I I created like this crazy edits like I turned myself into Maleficent and edited myself this huge wings and then I just posted a tutorial because I I think like what, what we were talking about like I want to show people that you can do it anywhere you want and you don't need that much stuff to do it and yeah so for me it's always trying to help other people um trying to inspire other people and I've never seen it like as a competition at all I'm just really thankful that I've been able to make as many friends as I have and I think it's because of this sense of community that I've tried to keep inside my Instagram page. Um, and I wish like it would be like that for everyone. I've, I haven't heard, I have heard some uh, like mm, weird stories inside the DC community, but it hasn't been my case. Like I've, I've been like fortunate enough to only make good friends, help each other, help each other grow, uh, lift each other up. So it's been like, this really awesome positive experience in my life yeah yeah and that's the way it should be right that's the way that we should be interacting with others on social media and encouraging them to to meet their goals and being support in any way that we can so i love that you're an advocate for that as well so we can continue to to build that message for social media and keep it keep it a healthy place um and and eliminate comparison and competition and just make it an inviting and comforting place for people to be where we get to know each other and continue to build the community and have conversations like this where we're building friendships so i think that is super important and hopefully you know everyone that's listening can be reminded that like yeah social media has the place where it can go in a dangerous direction but we have the power to keep it in a positive light and um it takes it takes everyone to to get to that point so thanks for that (laughs) yeah 
Are we ready for some Disney rapid fire? Um, I think so. I think we are ready. Are you ready, Joe? Oh my God, I'm kind of nervous. Okay. Oh my, don't worry. You have nothing to be nervous about. Okay. What would be your favorite salty Disney snack? I have to go with the basic. There's no popcorn like Disney popcorn. Like for me, it's the best popcorn in the world. I always get it. I always get the bucket. I refill it every day. I have like 10 buckets at home. Not the big ones though, the ones that you get like on the on the park every day, but yes, popcorn, for sure. Okay, okay, so on the flip side, favorite sweet snack? Hmm, I, I don't eat that many sweets. Mm, oh, I don't know. Question mark, question mark. Uh, mine changes every time I'm there. <laughs> she has such um, a sweet tooth. <laughs> I have a really bad sweet tooth, and the irony is that I'm a dentist, um, but I, I love a Joffrey's donut. I love a Cheshire cattail. Why not just take the words, take the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and um, I am a fan of Dole Whips in general, not necessarily of the pineapple variety, just any of them. I was gonna say Dole Whip. I was gonna say Dole Whip. I actually tried it for the first time at Aulani. I hadn't had it before at a Disney park and then on this last trip, I remembered, oh my God, I really like Dole Whip. I need to get one at Magic Kingdom. And yeah, I, I like how it's really refreshing for like a hot day. Yeah. And it's not that sweet like other other treats. So yeah, I yeah, would say yes. Dole Whip. Uh, for me, I mean, I, I love the Joffrey's Donut and I love the Cheshire Cat Tail. So that's hard. I feel like it's hard to top that. But I just, I am a sucker for a good traditional Mickey ice cream bar. <gasps> also, yes that yeah i love that too i i love those on a hot day sometimes i get one one a day it's kind of like my popcorn i go and i have to have my mickey ice cream bar and get my picture with whatever park i'm at and and move on with my life but i also have a big sweet tooth so i mostly gravitate towards the the sweet snacks for sure okay what else what else do we have on our rapid fire okay and outside of parks question what's your current favorite disney movie I've been watching, re-watching, and re-watching Monsters, Inc. a lot. <laughs> I don't know yes, why. Yes, what a good movie. one! Yeah, it's like a comfort movie. I, I I I know it by heart in Spanish. I actually watch that one in Spanish because it's more funny for me. I don't know. But yeah, I, I've been watching Monsters, Inc. a lot. Would you... This is a secondary question to that in the same way that you learned english through watching disney movies do you think that people could improve or learn spanish by watching disney movies that they know in spanish for sure yes for sure um especially if they're younger though when once you're once you're an adult it's difficult to learn any language with any technique but uh for sure yes and you get to compare the words especially for disney fans that know the movies by heart uh you you'll get to compare like oh what was the line in english and what's the line in spanish and yes i would say it's a nice way to start learning yes i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to start doing that i know a little bit of spanish but i could definitely improve i feel like you could pick it up pretty pretty quick knowing that you already have a little bit of that previous spanish knowledge me i'd be like what is going on it would be so difficult for me but i am up for the challenge i'm definitely up for the challenge yeah. <laughs> i had the privilege of going to a school in the u.s where i started learning spanish in preschool and i took it all 20 years of you know elementary school through college so i've had spanish a lot but i'm not by any means what i consider myself fluent so <laughs> i could improve okay but that's great though so <laughs> Could, could I have a word in Spanish, though? 
The thing that I say to my patients on a regular basis is I say, um, hola, mi nombre es Caitlin. No habla perfecta, pero ojalá que es bastante. Si es no bueno, mi gramática es como de una niña de kinder. Lo siento. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty good. That's awesome. You're, yeah. you, you nailed that. Yeah. Wow, we now have we now have Spanish on the castle chat. Yes, everybody. this is the first time we've ever had Spanish on the castle chat. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Back to the parks. Favorite ride. Ooh. So I said this, but I would say I said this on my stories. I would say uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, yes. I was blown away. Like I I always say my choice is Flight of Passage because it's like. An emotional ride for me. I always cry, but Cosmic Rewind just blew my mind, and the music and everything. Like I had to get a lightning pass. Like I got the what? What do you call it? The the boarding pass. The, the boarding pass. I got it mm-hmm. like at 9 a.m. We rode it, and I was like, "Mom, we have to do this again." And we got a lightning pass for a few couple, like a couple hours later. I loved it. It's the best ride. I think it's the best coaster at Disney for sure. I don't know what you guys think. I Caitlin Caitlin doesn't love it that much because she's very she's very prone to motion sickness. I I loved it, but I'm also prone to motion sickness, so I'm surprised that I loved it. Yeah, I had a hard time riding it. It was I couldn't open my eyes without feeling like I was doing somersaults and spinning in a million directions. So the whole time I was just closing my eyes and then I would try to open them and then when I opened them I felt like I was falling out of the sky. So it's just how my body works. So it wasn't, that's a good disclaimer, though. Yeah, wasn't the best for me. It wasn't, you know, I didn't throw up. I didn't have any of that, but it was difficult to ride. Okay, last one for the Disney Rapid Fire. Favorite resort? Mm, I've never stayed in one, but it's in my bucket list. Like, pop uh, the Riviera. I think it's stunning. Mm, uh, yes. I don't know. It's like... If if I stay at a Disney resort, I want that one to be my first one. Have you at least gotten coffee at the Riviera? No, I haven't. No, I should, right? Yeah, wander in, get some coffee. That's all you need. It's great. I love it. Well, Joe, this has been such a fun time with you. We hope that you've also had a fun time and our listeners have enjoyed talking to you as well. Now, where can everybody find you on social media? What platforms are you on and what are your specific usernames so that everybody can go and head to social media and go follow you right now? Um, I'm Magic with Joe at Instagram and I'm also Magic with Joe at on TikTok. So those okay. are my two platforms. I keep it simple. That's awesome. Well, you guys need to make sure that you are giving her a follow and uh, seeing and being a part of her amazing content, Joe. We love what you produce and the way that you are so, just so creative. And it's been such a pleasure getting to learn more about you and, and build this friendship and have this time together. Thank you so much for your time and for being with us. No, thank you. You've been amazing. Thank you for all your questions and for being so sweet with me. Of course, of course. Well, guys, we are going to kick things over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey, all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. 
If you've started planning your Walt Disney World vacation, you've probably heard about Gideon's Bakehouse. This is one of everyone's favorites over at Disney Springs, and it gets a super long line because the cookies and the cakes are just simply amazing. If you want to avoid waiting in close to an hour long line, I highly recommend heading over to Disney Springs for opening at 10 a.m. You'll wait in maybe a 15 minute line for Gideon's Bakehouse, and then you'll be able to take advantage of all of the different things that are at Disney Springs without the crowds. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney chips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram. Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning. And I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. Small shop shout out. I don't have a jingle, but we got a shop. Wow, that was a pretty good, like, off-the-cuff type of jingle, though. I'm trying. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> You're getting there. It's all good. Today, we have our small shop shout-out, and Joe has actually picked a small shop that she admires and loves, and she's going to share that with us today. So, Joe, who is your small shop shout-out? So, my small shop shout-out is for a uh, shop bookish dreamers from Ali. She's amazing. If you're a Disney lover and a Harry Potter lover and a bookish lover, you're going to love her. Go give her a follow. Okay. Yeah, you heard it here. It's at shop bookish dreamers. We will have to give them a follow because we have not heard of this small shop before today, correct? Yeah, this is why we love doing this, especially when we have people on that have a lot of different variety of shops running through their feed. So shop bookish dreamers is definitely one that's being added to ours. We hope some of the apparel and items that this shop has also enter our closets, but we love getting to support these shops and the creative minds that are behind them so we are so excited to shout out Allie and her shop shop bookish dreamers well guys thanks so much for spending time with us today and with joe on this episode of the castle chat for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye